Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joe Theismann, our guy, longtime, great former quarterback, NFL analyst, wants to uh, he wants to spend two hours with us. Joe, I wish we had a four-hour show, buddy. We could. There's so much quarterback news going on in the NFL right now. Oh, my gosh, Bill. I mean, everywhere you look. I mean, I, I've been, I just went through the teams. You got Philly, Arizona, Baltimore, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Titans, the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, Denver, Washington, Giants, Seattle. I mean, you know, if you're Derek Carr, you've hit the lottery, okay? Let's put it that way. You've got your choice of the stand. If Derek, uh, Joe Theismann on the show, if, if, if Carr makes the right decision and puts himself in, in, in the best spot to be successful, Joe, what is his ceiling in the NFL this next season? How, how good can he be? You know, Bill, you've heard me say this a thousand times, and I'll repeat it probably 10,000 more, is the quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. And unless you have the people around you, you cannot be successful. It isn't the system. It's the players around you and your ability to be able to process the things that you need to do to be able to be successful. So if, if, Derek's, if I'm Derek, I'm basically going to look a little bit like Tom Brady. Tom Brady looked at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When Jameis Winston turned the ball over, he threw 30 interceptions. Tom wasn't going to throw 30. But you look at the receiving core, you look at the defense at that time. You know, all of those factors is something that Derek has to look at and say, okay, my chance and opportunity not only to be successful, but to have a long-term career in a place where there's stability is something I have to look at right now. That's what he needs to evaluate. So, you know, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, they invested nine draft choices in two players, Christian McCafferty and Trey Lance. We still don't know, and they don't know about Trey Lance. But yet Purdy's surgery, I guess, didn't go very well. So what's your quarterback position look like? Now that's a team that has got a lot of talent around the position. We've seen that. So, you know, is that a possibility? I don't know. The Jets, everybody says this, this, this. I, I think he's going to get money no matter where he goes. So it's not a question of dollars. It's a question of people around him. Joe Theismann here on the show. Joe, uh, a report came out in The Athletic last week. Now, I wasn't around, so I, I wasn't on vacation, so I didn't talk about it. But it, it, I know the guys did. That That claim that Russell Wilson tried to get Pete Carroll and the GM in Seattle fired during his time there. And then I think more to the point in the present, claimed that, that Wilson had an office, a private office, in with the Broncos in their facility in a way that the athletic points is very unusual and to some of the people in that organization problematic. What do you make of the idea of a quarterback like, like Russell Wilson, instead of hanging out in the locker room, 
or, or in film room having his own private office with the coaches? Well, first of all, I don't know that any of those things are facts. I will say this. There's no way that a quarterback of any stature, of any abilities, should not be in the locker room and have a locker next to all the players. I mean, that's really where you build leadership. You, you know, people talk about this term leadership. So much about leadership is, is developed in relationships with players. And one of the great places to develop relationships is in the locker room. And, and it's, it's an interesting point, though, because where you place your players, where you place your leaders in a locker room is very critical. You know, it's a little bit of a chess match. You want to make sure that everybody is in the right place. You know, you, you just don't want, you know, well, all the defensive backs, all the linebackers, you know, it used to be that way. Now it's important that there's interaction between everybody because it's so interrelated. Um, I don't know about the whole situation out in Seattle. I mean, I, I do know that we're going to find out just how good Russell Wilson is under Sean Payton. Last year was a bad year for him. I mean, that's an understatement, okay, uh, based upon what we believe is his talent level. But was last year who he is, or was that an aberration? That's what we're going to find out. Joe Theismann here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder on, on CBS Sports Radio. Joe, I don't know if you've ever done a darkness retreat. I haven't. I, 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 I tend to just, my eyes are closed. That's when it's dark. I don't, I don't spend several days in the dark. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his, his darkness retreat, and now he's got to figure out what he wants to do. If the darkness retreat has given him the wisdom that he hoped it would, what's the right spot for him? What's the best location? I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I'm thinking of a caterpillar, okay? <laughs> a, 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 cat, yeah, a, caterpillar, a, a caterpillar goes into darkness, and poof, here comes a butterfly. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd refer to Aaron as a butterfly, but, uh, you know, I mean, Aaron's always done stuff like this. He's gone on retreats. Uh, he's taken time. I never have. Um, people have tried to lock me in dark rooms. I know that. They've really been <laughs> successful in cornering me that way. But here's the thing. this is the way I look at it. I think that the best move for him is to stay in Green Bay one more year. The reason why is I think that football team, there were, there were a lot of things early on on that football team that they needed to develop and move forward. They got down to the last game of the season, had a chance to make it to the playoffs. They'll be a better football team this year. They've committed $59 million. Their cap situation is set with Aaron Rodgers at $59 million. How many more years are you going to get out of Aaron Rodgers? This, I, I believe, probably will be the last. So if you're a team like the Jets or anybody else, why are you going to take a $59 million hit to bring in a guy for one year? Now, that's one thing. Here's the other thing. If Aaron Rodgers goes to another football team, unless it's a team that has a coach that is the same system that he has, there are maybe two or three, is he going to go to OTAs? Is he going to go to minicamp? Is he going to go – I mean – is he going to show up in the offseason and take his time to learn a new system? My bet is no. He's going to be playing golf. He's going to hang out. He's earned that right. He, he certainly does. It's not a question of money, the fact that he was able to get it. Good for him. But the right place for him is right back in Green Bay. It's good for him. It's good for the Packers. And as a Packer owner, okay, I own a share. That's where I think he should be. I love that, Joe Theismann. Uh, hanging out with me, I'm Bill Ryder here on uh, here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Joe, full disclosure on on this next question. Okay, I usually am pretty professional, but I'm a Bears fan, but I also hate my team. 
because they break my heart all the time. So just so you know, <laughs> emotionally, where I'm coming from, I thought Justin Fields was really impressive. Am I wrong in thinking that it's pretty clear that Chicago should drive the price up in a bidding war, which I think probably exists, and trade that number one overall pick so that someone else can pay the price to draft Bryce Young and the Bears can use those draft picks to improve their roster? Absolutely. I think the Bears are in the perfect position to be able to make a deal. It's, it's let's make a deal time for the Bears. The question is, who are you targeting as, a, as the Bears? Who are you looking at? Um, I don't know if you want to get out of the top five. Maybe somebody up there is looking. You know, Bryce Young is, Bryce Young is, is one of the shortest quarterbacks to come into professional football. He's one of the, you know, he's 185 pounds. Uh, we've seen the, the, how, how much Tua has been beat up, which is another question for another time. Is, you know, is he neurologically going to be able to continue to play the game? I mean, like I said, I listed all these different teams where there's quarterback questions. Is Bryce Young the right guy? Or is C.J. Stroud going to jump ahead of him? Maybe because, you know, Bryce was in a very unique situation. He's at Alabama. I mean, that's, that's the cradle of love for quarterbacks down there. You've got great running gear, great defense. You've got great receivers. I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect scenario if, if you're you know, going to do what he was able to do and execute the way he has. You know, but, I mean, you've got Anthony Richardson in Florida. You've got uh, Will Levi in, in Kentucky. You've got all these different quarterbacks. You know, you know Bryce has had a great year, no question, incredible year. Um, C.J. Stroud. You know, you don't think Ohio State's kicking themselves, right, uh, about that game. Um, so, I mean, you know, is, is Bryce Young the guy? Is he going to be the number one? But from your perspective, Bill, absolutely, you, tra- you trade that number one pick to somebody who covets someone else. Joe, every NFL year, every year, there are questions, there are storylines that I can see coming that I'm, I'm absolutely interested in. And one of them, to make an example, was what Urban Meyer was going to do. I didn't think he was going to succeed. He didn't. But it was an interesting question mark. For me, one of the most fascinating questions this year, this upcoming NFL season, and I know we're a long ways out, is Eric Bieniemy. Obviously, tons of success as the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, for whatever reason, has not been able to get a head coaching job. Now is going to be the person who is calling the plays and won't be overshadowed by Andy Reid in, in Washington. What is the what are the requirements for and the likelihood of success for for Eric Bieniemy in, in his new in his new gig in, in DC? I, I think I think so much of it revolves around the quarterback position, Bill. There's no question. When you look at the talent on this football team, I would, I would match the three receivers, you know, Samuels, uh, Dotson, and uh, Terry McClure. I'd match them with anybody in the National Football League. Uh, Logan Thomas, the tight end, is a, a really solid tight end. The offensive line got beat up a bit. They're probably, you know, in a position of upgrade. The running back position, I think, is a solid position. Offensively, there are a lot of weapons on that football team. The question is, can you, will Sam Howell develop? And it's very difficult to say whether he, you know, what he is at this point, because he played one game and threw, what, 19, 20 passes. That's about it. So it's very difficult to say, what is he? I watched him in practice. I like a lot of things about him. But practice and, and games are different. I think I, this is the one thing I'm always curious about with, uh, with Josh Allen in Buffalo, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. And this is something that I think you can look at with Eric is how many plays are called? Like, for example, the touchdowns in the Super Bowl, a couple of great calls, and everybody gives Eric a lot of credit for those. So 
what are the plays that have been called and executed? And then what are the plays that have been called and become off schedule? Aaron Rodgers is that way as well. So you take Aaron, Josh, and Patrick. So I call the play as a coordinator. Now all of a sudden things break down and Patrick runs for 35 or Aaron throws a 50-yard pass or, or Josh hits you know a 40-yarder. Are those designed plays or are they plays made by that position? And, and that's, that's always something I'm curious about from a coordination standpoint, not just with Eric, but with every coordinator. You know, what, are, what, are script, what are the scripted ones and what are the off-script ones? And, and what are the, you know, how's the success ratio play out? I think he has everything you need to do to be a, a, a successful quarterback, a successful coordinator. You just have to have the right quarterback. There's, Bill, we could talk about a thousand other positions, but it doesn't matter. It's the single most important position in all the professional sports. And you Joe, don't get a day I, off. And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, the commanders have like the 15th or 16th pick right in the, in the draft. I believe between, it's 16, yeah. Is it 16? Between that opportunity, if there's a quarterback there, and let's say Derek Carr, how aggressive do you think Washington will be in going after a quarterback for now and or going after a quarterback for, for maybe a couple years down the road? I think I think they'll I, well. You have to. I think Sam Howell's the only one under contract, right? So I mean, from a quarterback position, you know they're going to have to go do something. I don't know if they want. Maybe they'll draft a, a rookie later down, but they're probably going to be in the market to look for someone. I think the price to go after a Derek Carr might be a bit steep. Uh, the economics might be a bit steep. Um, you know, you you got to remember they've dra- they drafted four defensive linemen in the last four drafts. Number one, you've got Montez Sweat, you've got Jonathan Allen who's been paid. Deron Payne wants to get paid. You got Chase Young that's on the blocks. Everybody's talking about him maybe going to Chicago as as part of a package for Justin Fields. I, I really think that Justin Fields needs to be coached. He, somebody needs needs to teach him how to be able to throw the football effectively. His running is unbelievable, but he needs to be a better passer of the football, and then he becomes a true weapon for the Bears. All right, Joe Theismann, last one for you here, even though we could do this for for an hour. Um, The Ravens are in a really interesting predicament in that Lamar Jackson reportedly, and his actions support this this report, wants a fully guaranteed contract like the one the Browns gave to Sean Watson that – you know, might have reset the market. It certainly, for Lamar Jackson, from his perspective, I think he thinks it reset the market. Is this a scenario where the Ravens can can walk away from Lamar Jackson, or do you think you just give the guy? I mean, are you willing to give a guy half a billion dollars, given everything we, the good and the bad we've seen from him? I mean, we're looking. You know, you're looking at fifty million dollar contracts. I mean, there's no question about it. I would not fully guarantee that contract to Lamar. The last two years, he's missed five games. The latter part of the season, the most important part of the season, and he hasn't been available to his football team. But this is the thing you have to look at around the league, Bill. What's available? If you don't sign him, what's available to you? Uh, you know, to me, if, if from a business, purely a business standpoint, purely a business standpoint, I franchise him. That's it. I, I, think, I think he gets the franchise tag. But that's, you know, because I don't know. I need to know more than just ponying up, you know, $250, $300 million. Uh, and, 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 you know, you, you lock, if you do lock him to a long-term contract, you are basically locking into a specific style of offense. One that is predominantly run-heavy, 
Um, and so, and, you know, you look at the Ravens, it's hard to name, it's hard to name a Raven wide receiver that has had any impact in any games. Now, is that, is that the quarterback position or is that the lack of talent at that position? Always up for debate. But I really, really, I really feel like that guaranteeing Lamar all that money um, just, just doesn't make business sense to me. And, and, and you know, the thing is, too, is I, I, think it's, I think it's great that he's doing the contract himself. He doesn't need an agent to figure this out. He understands his worth. He looks around the league. He sees the numbers. You know, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. The question is, is it going to be partially guaranteed, which I have no problem with, but a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun's in Cleveland? I don't buy that. I just, yeah, I I'm sorry. I just don't you. see that. I think it's a bad precedent for, for, for the NFL. I think it's a bad contract for the Browns. Uh, Joe Theismann. My friend, always an absolute pleasure to, to talk to you. Thanks for I love that we got you on on a day where there's so much going on. Oh my goodness. It's just like you know, it's the quarterback carousel. It's <laughs> it's uh I guess you could call it my wheelhouse. I absolutely love it. Joe, we love you, man. Thanks for being on the program. Thanks for having me, Bill. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.